Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. I felt Father just say, we're singing this to Him. We want more of you. And I felt Father say, I'm actually saying it to you. I want more of you. God, I've given so much. God says, I want more of you. God, I've given up so much. God says, I want more of you. God, I've sacrificed so much. God says, I want more of you. As long as we can say, I have given, God needs more. Father says to you and I today, I want more of you. I see for some of us, there's some doors that are closed with a do not disturb sign and God says, I want more of you. I see now in the spirit some doors that are closed with a whole bunch of treasures that are on the inside of a door that God says, I want more of you. Spirit of the Lord would say that some of you have taken gifts that He has given and you've placed them behind closed doors and you've not only put do not disturb but you've put you've put uh, tape all over the doors you've nailed the doors shut and say I'm not going back there remember what happened last time and God says I want more of you Some of us in this room have placed personal security over the will of God. Some of us have placed protection of self over the will of God. And God says, I want more of you. Some of us have put degrees on what we will and will not do for God but we would never say it that way I'll do anything for God but we know that there's only a certain amount there's a certain distance we'll go and then we'll say you know what I've gone far enough here I've given enough here all I want is more of you The Spirit of God says, I'm speaking to you today. I see a posture of hands right now raised in surrender. Not by might. Not by power. Not by ability. But can we push this a little further? Not by disappointment. Not by discouragement. Not by yesterday's experience. Can we push it a little further? Not by what they said. Not by what they didn't say. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Today is a day of freedom for some in this room, says the Lord, but... 
The doorway to step through into freedom is not something that God is yet to do, but that's what you're waiting for. And God says, I've done it. I want more of you. But God, when you set me free, I'll give more. God says, no, give me more. And that is your freedom. For God to love the world, he gave. Freedom is attached to giving, not receiving. This is not works, this is surrender. Jesus himself surrendered his life. It was not taken from him. Some of you right now in this holy moment, I pray you're not looking at me or listening. I pray right now that you're open to the Spirit. Some of you need to lift up your hands and surrender and say, God, I, I give all of me to you. Some of us need to go there right now, right now, right now. Not later on, not after you've heard the word. You need to step in right now. Right now, God, I give all. Some of you, there's some fears, there's some hurts, some, some disappointments. Some of you are enslaved to a moment that shouldn't have been more than a little bump in the road. And you've made that, that little bump has become a mountain that you can't even see around. It's like your hand up in front of your face rather than your hand back at the back of the room. We've got to get the perspective back in place. God says, I want more of you. I had a picture in the worship and a statement that if our fathers say every person I need every person in this room to pick up the sword now I say that and there's a bunch of you that think different things some of you picture Peter straight away using the sword to cut off someone's ear to defend Jesus Jesus does not need you to defend him the sword is not for that Some of us are fighting wrong, wearing the sword wrong, but the word of the Lord to you and I today is God Almighty says, I need you to pick up the sword. But then I saw a picture straight away attached to that statement from God, and it's from one of the old uh, whatever movies that they are where the sword is in the stone, it can't be pulled out, and I don't even know that, but you know, you know what I'm saying, okay? So, I need you to hear the word of the Lord. It is, I need you to pick up the sword. But then I saw the picture of the stone and the sword in the stone that we all know cannot be naturally pulled out. But I'm hearing God say, I need you to pick up the sword, but we can't remove the sword. I said, God, what do we need to do? He goes, it's surrender to the Lordship of Christ. He says, I need you to pick up the sword, but I don't want you to do it unless you're surrendered fully to the Lordship of Christ. Because there's a lot of people around the world that are wielding a sword that are not submitted to the Lordship of Christ. They think they're defending Jesus, but they're actually just cutting off ears. They're just cutting off ears. And the Bible says... 
that faith comes by hearing. So how can people have faith in God if they can't hear because their ears have been cut off by someone wielding a sword that is not submitted to the Lordship of Christ? We need those that are submitted to the Lordship. The word Lord means supreme in authority. And this is we do not pick up the sword to fight the battles that we want to fight. We we pick up the sword to fight in the spirit the battles that God Almighty has assigned. And you can never fight the battles that God has assigned unless you're submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Lordship is not a nice little funny feeling. It's not a nice little safe feeling. It is different to being saved. Lordship is about surrender, yielding, giving up more. God, I give all to you. I give more to you. Not my will be your Yours be done. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. I am not my own. I have been bought with a price. And there are too many believers that are not picking up the sword because we're not submitted to the Lord. So there's a call. There's a call. There's a call. I want more of you, says the Lord. I want more of you. Again, in this moment, some of you need it symbolically in your mind's eye, and you know exactly what I'm talking about when I speak this. And I want no one moving, no one looking around. This is you and God, a holy moment right now. Again, God's taking me back to the picture. I'm seeing the doors, and I'm seeing the yellow tape. For some of you, the tape over the doors is the word fragile. God has not called you to be fragile. He's called you to be free and secure and firm in Him. Some of us need to actually... There's the do not disturb, there's the fragile, there's the hurt, there's the disappointment. And this is what I see in the mind's eye right now. We're saying, God, I would like you to remove them. And God goes, no, you remove it. You remove it. You take it down. You take it down. How do I do that? Wow, repentance. But no, 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 I was the one that was hurt. Yes, but you've also been the one holding on to the hurt. Repent is just a change of mind, change of direction. God, no longer am I going to close off a door with things hidden inside that were given by you for your glory. So right now in this room, Paul, I want you to just keep on playing that. Don't, don't sing, just do what you're doing. But right now in this room, this holy moment, take a couple minutes, you and God right now. You and God, don't waste this moment. If you've got tape on doors, if you've got signs on doors, if you've got doors boarded up in any area of your life right now, I want you to hand it to God and say, God, I do not want this locked off anymore. God, I repent. I ask you to forgive me for carrying this hurt. God, I, I want you to forgive me for being timid and shrinking back and giving into that spirit of fear rather than the spirit of God that's been living in me. God, I pray that you'll forgive me for holding on to the disappointment of yesterday. I didn't even realize I did it to this moment right here, right now, to what they said, to what I said about myself, that I've locked myself, this treasures that I know you've given me gifts. I know you've given me, oh God, and I haven't been using them for your glory because of fear because Lord because even of busyness some of you need to repent of being so busy that you haven't been doing the will of the Father in heaven 
And this is not a rebuke. This is a correction. And there's a difference because Father corrects those He loves because He wants you to be free. The very thing that you desire is the freedom of your soul. And the freedom of your soul doesn't come with just God pouring more into you. God pouring more into you. Sometimes it's up to you to pull down the barriers, to remove the barriers through the doorway of repentance, through the doorway of yielding submission. Take a moment right now. Father, that in you we live and move and breathe and have our being. Thank you, Father, that us giving our all to you is always enlarging, never restricting. It's always right. Lord, we want to take a moment and say thank you for what you've given for us. God, we're so thankful that you did not send your least, your leftovers. Thank you, Father, that you did not look for something that you wanted to get rid of. But Lord, you took the one who was most treasured, most loved. And so we say thank you. We say thank you. Thank you, mighty God. And in this place today, Lord, we, we just simply, simply want to hear what your spirit wants to say. Our hearts are open, Lord, because we trust you. Lord, we pray you continue to speak, Lord. You bless your people. Mighty God, mighty God. Thank you, Father. God, we praise you that your ways are right. Your ways are truth. We, God, we thank you in this place that you are not a way, a truth, or a life, but you are the way, the truth, the life. That is who Jesus is. And we come 
as secure sons and daughters of the Most High God, as heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, as ones seated in heavenly places. And we go, thank you, God. We say thank you, God, for who you are. And thank you for your presence in this place. We're hungry, Lord. Have your way. As you stay leaning in your posture of your heart, you may grab your seats. Paul, just stay with me for a moment. The rest of you can grab your seats. But, uh, stay leaning in. Praise God. Such a privilege and honor to be back with you guys. Second time this year, I don't know, about eighth time in the last six and it's such an honor and privilege, and I feel a real holy, holy, holy sense of calling, and I want to download a few things. Don't settle for less than full. Don't settle for less than full. Don't settle for close enough. Don't settle for we've got enough. Our God is a God that even when he fed 5,000 men plus women plus children, we're talking tens of thousands through a miracle of provision from five loaves and two fish. He didn't, it wasn't, well, we've probably got enough. People can just, just don't give people too much. Just, just, just tell people not to go crazy like, you know, men at a barbecue, just, just, or a woman with a block of chocolate, just, just settle down. Just, there's no stereotype. Uh, there's, just, just, we've got enough if you don't take too much. He goes, no, they had their full after a miracle, and then they took up basket load after basket load after basket load. It's almost like God was wasteful, but he goes, I'm not wasteful. I just don't go to barely enough. Top it up, let it overflow, let it overflow. We save the best wine till last. Our God is a God of overflow. I can do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that you ask or imagine. God says, top it up. Thank you, Tim, for the word to release to all of us. Top it up, top it up, top it up. But I've got enough God. No, top it up, top it up. Why are we settling for less than what God is willing to give? The word of the Lord to you today is take off your own training wheels. It's not keeping you secure. It's just stopping you having a little bit more fun. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. There is some joy awaiting some of us on the other side of us taking the training wheels off our lives. This is fun. And again, listen to the language of the Lord. Take off your training wheels. Father, if you want to take them off. No. Take them off. Stop waiting for God to supernaturally do something that he's already done. And he's saying, you can be a bit freer. But God, this is keeping me safe. He goes, I thought I kept you safe. Some of our training wheels of protection have actually become idols. 
There's more security in them than there is in God. That's an idol. Now, the thing about training wheels is you don't take them off prematurely. So don't do a blanket, apply this to everything in your life and go, oh, Steve said I can just... I got saved yesterday and I'm three years old and he said I can pastor a church. I didn't say that. These are the things that you know that you know that you know that you're actually relying upon and you think that this is what's keeping you safe and God goes, it's me, it's me, it's me. Get rid of it. I pray we never have a question or a doubt that God loves people. Pray we never have a question or doubt that God loves the individual. So much, doesn't he? So much. Look how much time Jesus spent with that one person. Look how much time he left crowds for the one. He was leaving a place and he stopped for the one. He was passing through a place and he stopped for the one. God spoke to me years ago. This phrase that the one always matters. This is the way of the Spirit, isn't it? Encourage one another in the Lord, even even all the more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. Encourage. What does encourage mean? It doesn't mean say some nice things. Encourage means to put courage in. Encourage. To place in. Come on, can we do that for each other? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. God, you're good. God, you're good. Hmm. Amen. Thanks, Paul. You're a blessing. Come and go to a seat, buddy. You're awesome. We're going to stop for a break, probably in half an hour-ish, give or take a couple hours. And um, i got to download something. I think we'll get through part of it, and then we'll come back, and we'll get through some more of it. And But what I'm going to share with us is something that as I read the Scripture, the verse you'll all instantly know it. And I'm convinced that many times the greatest thing to us hearing what God is saying is that we know the words of a verse. Did you hear what I said? I know that if you know the words of, I know that. I know that. That can be often the greatest thing that keeps you from hearing what God's saying. Because I know what it says. No, you know the letters that make up words that form a sentence that are in a verse. But do we know what the Spirit is saying? And we all do it. Because how many times have you had, you've known a verse inside out for decades and then, well, not decades for some of you guys, but it's not that decades old. But, but you've known it, you can quote it, and then one day, oh my gosh. God, that's what you're saying. And then I love the 
the, I love the limitless nature of our God that I'm 46, that even after I've had that wow moment in something, I can have a dozen or a dozen dozens of wow moments overcoming decades of the same thing. And every line, every verse is inexhaustible. It's amazing. So I need you to hear what the Spirit is saying, not what the letter on the words say. Will you do that? In Luke chapter 2, there is the story Jesus had been born at the start of Luke 2. And then we read where uh, Mary and Joseph took Joseph, uh, Jesus when he was 12. Took him, as was their custom at the festival of Passover, took him to the festival of Passover and then they did the festival and then they left and like any good parents after a day noticed that he wasn't with them and thought we probably should do something about this. He's the son of God. Uh, God gave us one thing to do and we lost him. And so they went back and uh, took three days to find him. So four days later, they lost the son of God. I wonder how often we do that. But um, just went and looking for him, and they end up finding him, and they say, basically, why have you done this to us? <laughs> we lost you, but why did you do this to us? And we read in Luke 2, 49. I just want to read it from the New King James. Uh, I just want to lean in for a moment. Are, are you leaning in? Are you alive? Are you hungry? Do you like me? Oh, all good. And they said, why did you do this in Luke 2, verse 49, reading from the New King James in this verse, I want to, and Jesus said to them, why did you seek me? That wasn't seek me as in the positive, seek me and you'll find me. That's why were you looking for me? I don't know if there's an element of why did you lose me in the first place, but why, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that these seven words, I must be about my father's business. I must be about my father's business. I must be. I must be. I've got to be about my father's business. And there's a holy call to every one of us in this room today. This is what I've got in bold and in blue and in capitals. There is a holy call to truly be about our Father's business. You know the words on the page. You must say, no, as Jesus, as he was, so are we. We're called to be like him. The glory that God gave him, he gave to us. And it says, I must be about my Father's business. It does not say, I must be about business. I fear too many times we're about business, busyness more than we are about our father's business. This was when he's 12. This is before he got into it. And notice he was saying that before we see him in public ministry at 30, so that's 18 years later, but he's already about his father's business. Don't equate being about my father's ministry, my father's business with being in paid ministry or platform ministry. If you are saved, you're called to be about your father's business. You're not called to be about your business and you're not called to be busy. You're called to be about your father's business. 
You fast forward to John 17, and this is near the end of Jesus' ministry. And Jesus is praying, and he's praying to his Father with his disciples, with them. And he says in John 17 and verse 4, he says, this is at the end, and 12 we hear him say, I must be. Everyone say, I must be. Everyone yell at me and say, I must be. I must be. Come on, sometimes we need to get a I must be. It's not, oh yeah, maybe. No, I must be about my father's business. I'm 12. I'm not going to get into ministry for 18 years, but I'm 12 and I must be about my father's business. You're all older than 12. You must be about your father's business. But I, I don't know what he's called me to do. Don't wait till you know your calling. Don't wait till you got the position. Don't wait until you got the title. And please, God, help us. Don't wait until I'm in ministry or not. I must be about my father's business. You're a plumber. You better be about your father's business. You're a builder. I must be about my father's business. You're a teacher. I must be about my father's business. I'm in school. I must be about my father's business. In John 17 and verse 4, listen to what Jesus said at the end of his life. Father, I have brought you, brought you glory by finishing the work that you gave me to do. I have brought you glory. Listen to me. Not by working feverishly my whole life and not being slack. It's not I have brought you glory because I kept out of trouble and I kept my nose clean. It's not I brought you glory by just being a good person, but I brought you glory, Father, by finishing what you gave me to do. There is a holy call upon every single one of us to be about my father's business. I was meditating on this in the early hours of this morning when I woke up and I just was awake for a long time because I was just thinking about this and Father's just taking it deeper. I've come today with a holy sense of calling that I right now am about my father's business. I'm not here preaching to you or prophesying to you or doing my thing because I'm on a minister and this is what I do. I, Steve McCracken, right now am about my father's business. I have a holy sense I'm doing what father has given me to do. Jesus said at the end of his life, I have brought you glory by finishing the work you gave me to do. This is what the word of the Lord is to me right now. I'm here speaking and it's to every one of us. Do we get to the end of each day and say, God, I brought you glory by finishing what you gave me to do today? It is not bound to a natural task. You can be on the job and do you be about your father's business or be on the job and not be about your father's business. It's not about the task, the role, the occupation. I pray you hear me. Separate that. Separate that. Because otherwise we're saying only people like me that are in full-time ministry can be about my father's business. We, we've got to come back to removing the separation between ministry and not ministry. No, it's Christian or not. 
Every believer is called to the ministry of reconciliation wherever you are. Every minister is called to let your light shine before people so they see your good works and glorify them. In fact, some, a lot more people can see your good works if you work out there than they see my good works in here. Come on. You've got more of a chance to let your light shine when you're not in ministry at times than when you are in ministry. Let's not confuse this. You must be about your father's business. But I want to finish each day hearing God, speaking to God, say, God, I brought you glory by finishing the work you gave me to do. That work is sometimes how you handle that conversation. I finished the work that you gave me to do because you called me to be a minister of reconciliation and to give grace and a soft answer turns away wrath. And, and come on, God, if you lack wisdom, ask God. Be slow to speak and quick to listen and, and don't get and be slow to get angry. And God, I did that in that conversation that was really difficult. I was about my father's business. This is what God says to me and I says to us all today, Father didn't author it. I won't entertain it. If Father didn't author it, if it didn't start with Father, then I'm not going to continue it. Come on, think about this. I feel Father's really honing me in on relationships and conversations. If the thought in this conversation that I'm having is not from Father, then I'm not going to entertain it. But I've got to let them have it because this is the fifth time they've done that. Man, I'll just get, hang on, if Father didn't author it, I won't entertain it. This is my Father's business. This is the Father's business. Father wants us stepping into the fulfillment of what he has said. Of what he has said. Father wants us stepping into the fulfillment, the finishing of what he has said, the business that he's called us, the good works that he's prepared in advance. Father wants us stepping into the fulfillment of what he has said by keeping in step with the Spirit whom he has sent. If you're going to finish the work that God gave you to do, you can only do it by keeping in step with the Spirit that God has sent. Not by my, not by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Remember the picture God gave me about picking up the sword and pulling the sword out? You can't do it unless it's surrendered to the Lordship of Christ. And this is a spirit-led thing. Galatians 5.25, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. It does not say, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with people's expectations. Pastors and leaders, young people, older people today in this room, I'm really coming to empower you. The one thing we're talking about right now is I must be about my father's business. How can I do that? I need to keep in step with the Spirit. Which means when he says speak, speak. When he says be quiet, be quiet. You might say, but God always wants me to speak. I don't see that in an example of Jesus. When people were attacking him, he kept silent. Why? Because he is keeping a step with the Spirit. He says, don't, don't, don't fight for yourself right now. I got this. Keep in step with the Spirit. Don't keep in step with people's expectations. 
but also keep in step with this. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit, not in step with what you've always done. Not with all the way that you've always done it. The Spirit will never walk or work in a direction that is different to what Father has authored. The Spirit will never walk or work in a direction that is different to what Father has authored. I just feel such a holy sense of calling today. And we're going to take, we're going to take a little bit of time. We're going to take a little bit of time now. You can't be about your father's business if you don't know what he's told you to do. You cannot keep in step with the Spirit if you don't know what the Spirit's saying. You cannot bring God glory by finishing the work that he gave you to do if you don't know what the work is that he gave you to do. And this is for you young people in school as much as it is for us old people like Pastor Stephen and myself. I need you to hear me. It's... I'm convinced that all of you have had God speak to you. You've all had God. And you go, no, I haven't read God. Have you read your Bible? I know you have. And when God gives a verse and you go, oh, that's God speaking. Don't, don't narrow it down to, I haven't had someone prophesy over me like you just did over a card. No, 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 no. Knowing what God has said to do, if you've read the Bible, you know what God has said to do. And you've all had times where you go, oh, ooh, okay, that's for me. Yeah. So sometimes we're waiting for a new word and God just needs to remind us of what he's already said. We live in a time where I want the next thing, the, 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 the next flashy thing, the next, wow, take my breath away with your fancy magician. No, what has God already said? And we're going to take a time now. We're going to take probably maybe 10 minutes or so before morning tea, and uh, we're going to sit here, and, and if you've got phone or iPad or pen or paper, that's all you need. If you don't have any of that, you're going to need something to write something down, and Carol's got pen and, and paper. She's just grabbing them. And if you need something, I want you to put up your hand. But I, I, I – okay, we've got them here. So if you, need, if you don't have anything to write on, because everyone in this room is about to write, Everyone in this room is about to write. So, so I need you to stay with me and lean in here. Thanks. This is not a time to talk. This is not a time to get distracted. This is not a time for anything because there is a real strong sense of Father really needing to get our attention. Because the word of the Lord is, I must be about my father's business. Now, once you've got it, don't start doing things because you don't know what I'm about to say. So I need you to lean and listen, and then we're going to have silence. No one moving, no one walking around. So if you've all got things, yep, they've got them. Anyone else? No, everyone's got it. You guys can drop them down so you can grab a seat and lean in too. That's wonderful. Thank you, Father. This is what's about to happen. Father's about to bring back to your remembrance what he's already said to you. That's exciting. It is. 
because we are so caught up on the running the busy pace of life, or we're on the next thing, we're on the next thing, we even came to this meeting, we're thinking about the next thing, what are we going to do this afternoon, and we're on to the next thing, we're on the next thing. There's something about being still, sitting and saying, Father, what have you said to me? I want everyone listening right now, no one talking. We're going to lean into a time where we're going to sit there in silence, and the only thing we want to ask is, Father, what have you said to me? And when you're saying, what do you mean, Steve? I'm saying anything that comes to your mind that is from God. If any scripture comes to your mind, any scripture, write it down. Will you do that? Just write it down. If any prophetic word that you've ever received comes to your mind, write it down. Any instruction from God that God's whispered into your heart three weeks or ten years ago and you found him and say, I want you to, I want you to start doing this or I want you to stop doing this or I want you to write that book or I want you to, whatever it may be, I want you to write it down. Is this clear enough? Anything that God has said. And if you go, I'm not sure if it's God, if it comes to your mind, write it down. Write it down. Any verse, anything, we're going to write it down. We're going to take some time to do that. And um, we're going to do one other thing after that. But Father said, don't tell them yet, so I'm not going to tell you yet. There is no filter on this. And for some of you, you sit there for a while and, and there'll be silence. You go, oh, I don't think, stay listening. Will you do that? Will you do that? Stay listening because he will speak. And again, anything, write it down. Some of you, there's some prophetic words from years gone by that God Almighty says, write it down. Scriptures. So, Father, I'm just going to put on a bit of a worship thing here on my iPad. And uh, I don't want words or anything. And I just want you to listen. Maybe touch your ears right now. Father, right now, I pray that you'll bring back to my memory. Right now in this moment, anything that you've said to me that you want to get my attention on again. Father, speak to me, I pray. Now listen and write. So I encourage you to find a space even this week. Lay yourself half an hour, an hour or whatever and sit down and say, God, can we continue this? Because honestly, I could leave some of you for an hour and you'd still be writing. True? So before we finish, we're going to do something else for a few more minutes. You know the things you've just written down? We're just going to take a few more minutes and you're, you're going to slowly read through what you've written with one question that we're going to ask, Father. Is there a next step that you want me to take with any of these? Is there a next step? And listen as much as you were for him to bring it back to your remembrance. Because remember, if we're going to be about our Father's business... It's not that he just reminds us some things he said. But when you read those scriptures or those words or those, just do it slowly. And if anything comes to your mind, I want you to pick it up. I want you to start tomorrow. I want you to go to that person. Whatever it is, I want you to write it down beside it. Cool? Father, is there a next step? Read it slowly. Listen, write it down, go for it.
Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.